All right, try it with me now. Restart that episode and <laughs> dance for the intro music and then come back and then just feel Except it. Now you've said start the episode again. So they're going to get to the point where you say start the episode again and they're just going to keep restarting oh, the episode. It's oh a gosh. time loop. It's oh a, my gosh. It's an this is loop. great. This is great. Yeah. You know, sometimes it feels like we are in a loop it, of yeah. things, mm-hmm. you know, navigating double lives at times as kinksters. Oh, that's such um, an interesting thing you would say. I know. I can't wait to talk about today's topic on taking in the scene. Woo! We are at episode 10. 10. Oh my gosh. That's double digits. Double digits. That is double digits. Wow. Double digits. So accomplished. I, I am, you know, I am joined here myself. Tens, tens, Ten, tens across the board. Tens across the board. I mean, I think we all are tens too. <laughs> oh, Aww. I think so too. Yeah, or, or ten cubed, which is like what? That's that's a thousand? A thousand? No, yeah. is it a thousand? Yeah, ten, ten times ten is, is a hundred. Times ten is a thousand. Okay, you can yeah. tell I do words. Okay. Um, <laughs> speaking You've of got words, me questioning because when people are like, "Here, do simple math," I'm like, "This is a test. I don't like that." You call that simple math? <laughs> <laughs> that is that very complex enough. for me. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. So, who is our math genius over here that we have today? I guess it's mango sorbet. All right. I wouldn't say I'm a math genius, not without the the tutelage of my sexy math teacher. Where are you at, math? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I (laughs) did you forget about that? I always forget about the sexy math teacher. I'm waiting for my sexy math teacher to email me. (laughs) Sorry, Um, that's not a voice I use. It's not even kink I use. Orange Orange rubs his eyebrows, knowing that he's the one who manages the email address. (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you sexy math teachers you just text me and i'll check the okay okay oh this is great <laughs> and you know, i think it's i think it's funny how you know things that you encounter in your normal life mm-hmm. can influence your kink life and vice versa and today's episode we are going to be talking about your vanilla life and you mm-hmm. can you talk about um why we call it vanilla i'm asking because i Actually, don't know. You know, I don't know either. Is it because it's just plain? But I know that in in Orange might be able to back up about this. But like in in gaming and software and programming, like a vanilla mm-hmm. version of a game is just like a base layer mm-hmm. of a game without any kind of like modifications to it. I don't know. You know what I like about that is what that is there it? is definitely some inherent judgment in the word vanilla because of how it's defined like that. I'm fine with that. Because I love being judgmental. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah, I, I love being unconventional well, and a little bit well off the then. path. I think what I love about mm-hmm. it, like you said, is it's the base layer and then kink is what we build off of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like vanilla being like the prime the and end, kink yeah. being like the things you Below take away it. things. Yeah. yeah. So no, yeah. vanilla... I guess in in that sense, that's where we come from. But I'm sure that there is an official definition. And it is funny because vanilla as a spice is very flavorful. And mm-hmm. isn't like <laughs> vanilla like says the baker? It's not even white like originally, no, it's not. isn't it? That, that's what's well, the- vanilla mm-hmm. vanilla beans are are like black, almost like very brown, almost black. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so. So apparently it's all ice cream related, according to the internet. And oh. I'm going off of Wikipedia because Urban Dictionary wasn't reputable enough. Um, <laughs> Wikipedia is totally but, reputable. But according to according to Wikipedia, it's just like conventional sex is kind of like the vanilla. So conventional is in what the social norms accept. So, um, and then uh, vanilla is derived from 
basically ice cream with ice cream being kind of the base layer like you guys were saying and then if you add like now i want us to all decide what our ice cream flavors are based on our kings <laughs> and is at it- the end of the episode i want you oh. to all be thinking throughout the episode mm-hmm. what is your ice cream flavor based on your kings and not just flavor but also i imagine toppings too flavors and toppings i feel like that toppings. is the other well, component yeah. to it, the vanilla-ness is it yeah. only flavors and toppings can you like flavors and bottomings i mean uh, <laughs> okay you know what that's a good one orange is getting better at the joke I'm telling you, the more- <laughs> i give him full credit for that that was quick. It was clear. <laughs> That's a 10 for it episode 10. It was funny. Yeah, 10 for 10. <laughs> 10 for 10. 10 for 10. Bounce to the um, crowd. Bounce to the crowd. Thank you, Orange. You're, Orange has been studying how to make jokes. <laughs> I'm the, here for it. He's been watching The the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Clearly, <laughs> I have not. So it's on Netflix, right? No, it's um, the, the network that shall not be named by evil Jeff Bezos. It's Amazon. Oh, oh, I know. I know. I See, like, you said network shall not be named. I was like, which one? Like, well, I get. I don't. I guess that's not a network. It's a streaming platform. Yeah, it's, it's a network. It's it's a it's a new world order. It's a new world order. But, okay. I, but I mean, so going into like the vanilla vanilla terminology. So now that we kind of have an idea of vanilla terminology, like, is there is there a kind of like a I don't know. How, like, how do you even? What makes it vanilla? What, what makes it vanilla? Right, right. What makes a vanilla a vanilla? That's I mean because I mean, we were what, all what vanilla it, at yeah. one point. What makes it not vanilla? That's a good question. Were we though? I feel like I because I I've made the joke on this show before that I started my kink life when I first saw David Bowie in Labyrinth, mm-hmm. and that was when I was like what five or six. I would say still for the first four years you were like riding the vanilla trade and in, 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 in pure consciousness. Like you might not have been aware, but like when your awareness came to life, you're like, you know what? I see now I'm wondering because I, I definitely tortured my Barbies. <laughs> like what does kinky look like? As, like how does the expression just, of kinky okay, come let's, as a younger let's, person? Let's I don't be clear know. here because mm-hmm. when I, mm-hmm. I believe sexuality is innate to all people of all ages, I think we don't, um, like conceptualize it as sexy or sexual until we're at an age where right. that's um, sort of something we want Hormones to go about doing. But like children yeah. play with their genitals all the time. Right. So when I make these jokes about like being young and, and like suddenly being attracted to David Bowie, mm-hmm. it's like in good fun. But I want to be clear that like, you know, children are not strangers to sexuality until they turn, you know, 12 or 13. They right. are aware of oh, strange yeah. desires right so or like, like like i watched on an episode mm-hmm. um of a tv show <clears throat> the other day where these two like 11 12 year old kids like they showed each other you know their bodies for the first time mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. was like a thing that again came out of curiosity not a desire to say like i want to do things with said body right. it's just Mm-hmm. You are different than me, and I've always been told, and now this is an unknown thing. Right. So right. I definitely think that, you know, when it comes to – that's a good question. Like, how yeah. – have you always been vanilla, and how does it translate? Like, when did you have that first awareness yeah. of something different outside I mean, the conventional norm? Just just to kind of interject with that with that thought, like, along the same thread, but kind of definitely a tangent. Like, like the, there's, there's a certain thing to be said about, like, to get that base layer, like everybody has a coming of age story that's that's specific to them. And one of the things that I learned that kind of was like a gateway to me being kinky, surprisingly, was um, lesbian YouTube. 
um, just like listening to lesbian couples on YouTube, listen mm. to um, different people, how their stories and talk, listen to them talk about how they found each other and how they broke up and just basically learning uh Outside of just the sexual aspect, uh, from my perspective, um, the heteronormative sexual aspect of um, lesbianism, learning about people being You're people. You're saying because... Like humanizing. Our media is so heavily dominated by like heteronormative And sex. male gazes. And, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, you're saying you learned about kink outside of the lens of well, typical uh, sex. Not, not, not technically that. Well, so it, <laughs> I, I think there needs to be a serious, like serious study on like the lesbian YouTuber to kinkster um, <laughs> pipeline because that's totally I, a I, thing. This might just be it. I've never heard of this either. It could just be me. This is but, brand new news to me. But, but just to, is, just to show up the point though that I'm trying to make is that, um, those people talking about their backstories about how they how they found sexuality, especially being a lesbian, uh, these these um, uh, assigned female at birth um, people, uh, being attracted to other people who are assigned female at birth, talking about like you know, hey, I felt this way, I felt that way, and there's lesbian to some degree doesn't mean people who are only assigned female at birth who are attracted to people who are only assigned female at birth. To be clear, which which I understood, but I'm okay. speaking from a, a purely binary um, perspective. Okay. Um, so me speaking from a purely binary perspective, at least in my earlier learnings of all this, um, as well as also given the times and stuff. Sorry, getting too far in the weeds. What I'm trying to say is that um, there was a lot of people talk about how they had to learn about sexuality um, through a very jaded and negative mm. lens because it's like, hey, I know that I'm supposed to like Tim. Uh, or I know it's supposed to like Kenny over here, but I'm <laughs> really, I'm really attracted. Kenny. I'm really attracted to Lisa, and I'm really attracted to to, to Lana over there. And it's like, it, it like just learning that and learning what got them to identify as lesbian overall for those people. That was kind of like a, a stepping stone that kind of exposed like a very lack of sex education in the United States, but. Like I said, this is a tangent upon a tangent about a tangent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got my sex ed from uh, Real Talk. In real sex <laughs> on like oh, HBO, HBO late night yeah. with um was it was it Katie Morgan I think the the porn <laughs> star was and but it was it was interesting because right. you know it would it would show different aspects of like uh fetishes like right. I can remember like them showing a couple BDSM things oh, but then mm-hmm. also they talked about like the business of uh pornography and everything else yeah. like that so to get that behind the scenes look at the individuals who. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see them on my, my computer screen doing right. all these nasty things. But then you're right. like, wait a minute. They, this yeah. is why they're doing all these right. nasty things. Right, right. And, um, you know, that, like you're saying, everybody has like a coming of age or mm-hmm. an awareness to mm-hmm. something outside the conventional norms. Because, you know, I grew up in like a Christian household where yeah. it's like, you know, abstinence before marriage. But my parents were like, mm-hmm. my parents were hip. They were like, <laughs> right. trust nobody but yourself. If you're going to be out here, <laughs> right. you know, stay protected and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. you know, we're not giving you a pass to go do it, mm-hmm. but, but, if, we're but if you're going to do it real with you because right. we want you to be real. There's like, right. um, we've talked about it before, but you know, kink carries with it a lot of, we do a lot of taboo stuff in kink. So there's, right, there's right. some like shame associated with wanting those things, especially before you admit that you want those things. Like when I was in college, I was in a vanilla relationship with <laughs> You know, a vanilla relationship (laughs) for two and a half years. (laughs) And there was at one point, I very Mm -hmm. distinctly remember, like, having sex with my male partner. And I said to him, like, I didn't know what I 
wanted. I didn't know how to mm-hmm. express it, but I was like, can you just be rougher with me? Mm-hmm. So he started just like going faster. And I was like, no, oh, no. Like, <laughs> not Jack Hammer. The, no. the truth is like, but I didn't know what to ask for. And I had some shame, you know, like right, right. I had some unbeknownst to me, shame associated with wanting right. that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to go about asking for it. So when you say Denzel, like, when did we switch from vanilla to kinky. Mm-hmm. Um, I think shame is a big thing to acknowledge that like mm-hmm. maybe we flipped that on once um, we like were able to define our wants and needs and once we found community who made us feel like we weren't so weird. So, um, which is a big part of why like separating mm-hmm. your vanilla and your kinky life is right. sort of difficult because yeah. when you enter back into the vanilla world, you have to like put back on your like trench coat of normalcy yeah. and hide all your weird like desires and you can't like i can't just go out into mm-hmm. the world and be like oh my gosh like co-worker a like Put i can't let me tell butt. you yeah like <laughs> i had yes. the best time being like strung up in rope and having mm-hmm. things put in my butt and right, like right, right. being called names like i had the best time like you can't do that mm-hmm. you can't do that true or, or or like just building on to that like there, there's a certain there's a certain level of like uh i i, I encourage everybody to do gorilla um Gorilla normalization with kink, uh, which is basically like, like every, every once in a while, <laughs> not, not, not gorilla, <laughs> not gorilla. gorilla. Yeah. So so more specifically, like, like every once in a while, when you have a conversation with coworkers and say, "Oh man, can you believe that they tied her hands together and did sex things?" Like, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Just, just like, it's like, what's wrong with that? And the coworkers like, "Well, I don't know." I was like, "Well, have you ever tried it?" I'm like, "Well, you know, yeah, me and my wife tried every once in a while." I was like, "Ah, ah." So so how did it go? I was like, "Well, you know, we tried this and we looked at some videos about shibari." It's like, ah, ah. So you're like, I'll just say, trying to normalize. I it. have not had those conversations. I've I've had that conversation exactly twice. Uh, with two different coworkers, and, <laughs> and every single time it's been like it's been kind of it, it's, it brings joy to me to know that it was accepted by them and they felt more comfortable the more i probed not not saying i was trying to pry into yeah. it just more specific like as i was saying like what's wrong with that and they're like oh well you know just like well that's not that big of a deal is it and they're like well you know what? you're right that's you know not, i, I, I like do that. think you're very in, in what you're pointing out right now is that and I've said it before and I'll say it again, this like heteronormative Christian patriarchy Mm -hmm. makes it hard for us to even to acknowledge in vanilla spaces that we enjoy sex, you know, let alone kink, but that we, mm -hmm. you know, like are sexual beings. And and I'll sometimes talk about even just vanilla sex in Mm a, um, you know, vanilla environment. People are like, Oh, um, like, are you giving us permission to talk about sex now? And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, that's mm-hmm. okay. Like, mm-hmm. we're adults. We are adults. See, I think that's interesting. Like, Orange, to your point, um, <laughs> when I worked at one particular office, like, there was one individual who I would give, like... The deets? The deets to. <laughs> but you had to suss them out, I I assume. did, yeah, yeah. Like, I had to feel it, it out. It was day one. No, 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 no. It, it, there was, like, a very strategic a pipeline to how yeah. to... And they probably gave you some indicators. Uh, yeah, and that's <laughs> the thing, like, is how do you, as a as a kinky individual who wants to find, like... You know, a vanilla anchor, because I think a lot of us do have a couple of vanilla friends who we are okay with talking about some of the kink. We might not give all the details, but we're able to engage with them about certain stuff. So, like, to be able to have... Friends. Oh yeah. So to be able to have that at work, it was like it was very methodical. It was right. like, you know, like you said, it's like you pick up on certain things. Yeah. yeah. If you feel that comfort, conversation, there's right. a couple of cues, mm-hmm. and then next thing you know, you're like, Hey, so you want to know what I did this past weekend? Yes, I love yeah. that. And then like from that point on, I think it's safe. But it's it's this uh 
on the flip side, like it is a risk to have yeah, to no, sure. open up to a a person who, you know, might be friends with you at work, yeah. but it's solely just a work friendship thing. Right. So you never know what kind of information. It's a so, risk in general, I think. Yeah. But, you know, I think when we were talking about like the duality of it, it's like, is it, is Batman the real oh self God, or, is, or is Bruce oh, Wayne no. the real self? Because uh, then the question is about the Batman discourse. For oh, some people, God. is the vanilla self the real self? That's mm-hmm. a great question. Or is the though. kinky self the real self? Because I well, think us, we was... might have a different answer than right. people who just dabble into kink. That's right. such a I live question. the lifestyle when I can, people. Yeah. Well, well, so just to bleed into that, like there's there's actors and actresses and people who do acting in general who very commonly get asked the question of, hey, this character, you feel like you embodied it. Like, like you cannot tell me that Ryan Reynolds is not Deadpool. You cannot tell me that uh, <laughs> well, uh, Chris Ryan Hemsworth is, is not... Uh, you, yeah, you cannot tell me that uh, Chris Hemsworth is not... Thor. You cannot tell me that Chris Evans is not Captain America. But it's funny because when you hear interviewers talk to him, and you, you, you can probably find it for each one of those people I named, uh, at least American actors, um, who all have to be white, which coincidentally didn't Chris pass Hemsworth my mind until just now. Chris Hemsworth is not white. Or is not American, sorry. Oh, is it? Okay. He's sure. fully Australian. I was supposed to say, I think also, he's also, Vin Diesel apparently Also, is... Chris Evans is not white. He's black. Chris Jamal Evans. Y'all don't know this? Wait, wait, wait. Which are we talking about the same Chris Evans? <laughs> yeah, the internet decided he was black. Oh, okay, okay. All right. I, I will, Did y'all I will... not hear about this? No, I didn't. Wait, wait, wait. It's news to me. Google Chris Jamal Evans and you're going to see a picture of him <laughs> well, no, no, no. in like I'll, I'll, a turtleneck with I'll, a chain. I'll Google it in a second. I think I know what you're talking about. I, I didn't make this up. I'm, I didn't decide he was black. The internet decided he was black. They claimed him. I was, it was, it's been like a hilarious meme. But the main, the main thing, the main point I'm trying to get at is like you listen to those actors and you hear their interviews, there's questions are like hey how has this character impacted you and they say well you know i i kind of became the character like i the that character influenced me more than anything else uh, one person more specifically that maybe not people many people may know is uh, liz gillies uh she plays um a character called fallon in the show called dynasty she played um jade in a show called victorious if you know that show, show. but um, but going back into Liz Gillies, um, there was a question she was asked very specifically. Uh, I think it was in like the Zach interview or something like that. You, you can probably find it if you search for it, where she says like she sometimes doesn't read the scripts. She's kind of at libs it when she goes into acting for a character Fallon in the show Dynasty. And it's to the point to where she basically embodies Fallon and Fall- Fallon is her. So, so in this very long winded way of saying, you're saying <laughs> our kink lives and our vanilla lives, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that we're like um, separate separate yeah. it means that like we embody that persona when we're in that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. role okay <laughs> see <laughs> okay know, we got there. yeah we were <laughs> like we were you. sitting on the edge like okay like, we're, we're going we're, we're we're like I now we're talking you. about actors. i'm just saying i've gotten saying. really good at, at um interpreting for aura yeah i figured it <laughs> out and i was like okay whisper. yeah Let's like see if Orange is gonna like find his way out of destiny. <laughs> dynasty. Dynasty, dynasty, dynasty. It dynasty. might as well be destiny. At like, that like Michael Scott says, sometimes I just start a sentence and, and I just want to see, don't know where it's going, and I just kind of hope I find myself. Well, so along the way. question: How do you? Um, what are the things that you do to keep your kink and vanilla lives separate? Um, <laughs> you know, for starters, is different names. Yeah, you big, know, we, big easy one. We we keep going back to names because I feel like yeah. a name is a very central component. What's in a name? To everything. Beat me to you it. Know? Yes. You beat me to it. Like <laughs> to be able to say like, hey, look, I identify as this individual. So right. if if people only know you as that person, then the lines will not cross. So like yeah. people who know me in my like 
vanilla job don't know that i go by denzel here and right. den- people who know me as denzel may not know my real name and you know what i think is super funny is yeah. that like you'll have like whole like mm-hmm. plays mm-hmm. and relationships like you'll fuck people yeah. and they won't even know they your real name yeah. but they'll call you like your kinky name all in the same yeah, yeah. and i think that's just so interesting it like, becomes your name in, in a sense mm-hmm. and i think again that name is a very key deciding like divisive factor between like my vanilla life right. and that like, can i say something funny just about that exactly please y'all know i teach yoga mm-hmm. and when i'm teaching and i have people from my kink like friend circles <laughs> mm-hmm. come to class mm-hmm. i want to respect their boundaries and call them by their kink names oh, mm-hmm. but on my roster they have to sign up with their what we call wallet names because right, it's right. what you have on your id in your wallet yeah not real name i, I learned right. that like right. people choose their real names exactly mm-hmm. we call it wallet names so but i see their wallet names and um there's this moment of like a little bit of panic where i'm like oh um they're in public now with mm-hmm. vanilla people, mm-hmm. um, do they want to be called Denzel or do they want to be called the, the wallet the other name, name that yeah. I'm seeing? <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> and I had that just the other day mm-hmm. and I hadn't discussed it with the person before. So when it came time for me to say like, mm-hmm. you know, like good work so-and-so or like, you know, like extend your arm or whatever so-and-so, mm-hmm. um, I kind of was like, like, oh no, I'm, I'm stopped up. Like, you know, when you stumble over your words and you're like, good job. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> or, or, I, or I noticed you, can... you did that with me one time too. I was like, ooh, good catch. I, I mean, but, I don't, I would. I would, but that's the thing is like, mm-hmm. that's, that's an instance actually where the separation mm-hmm. is um, blurry because yeah, very blurry. It's great. Maybe you do want to be called your wallet name when you're in a yoga class. Who knows? Who knows? Well, well, Who knows? Th- you gotta talk about those th- things. Th- there is something to be said about the things that kink teaches us. And it's like the the funny thing about the divide between kink and vanilla is that sometimes you want to take your kink sentiments to vanilla world, but you don't. Um, more specifically, in a situation of I don't know what to call you, it's like, well, did you ask them? Which yeah. is which in the kink world is like it's like no brainer. Ask people before right. you do things. Right. But in the vanilla world, it's kind of like the protocol is so weird and archaic. That asking is sometimes more offensive than just assuming. That's such and a good point. True. Actually. Do you feel though, like, mm-hmm. do you feel that being kinky makes you kind of an outcast in the vanilla world? Like, do you feel like you are so. not an outcast in a bad way, but in a way of like I mean, you are unconventional? I feel like I'm better than all vanilla people. Is that what you? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm. Well, I mean, to them. Yes, we, yes. we we figured out the definition, so technically we are. <laughs> yeah. So you're not wrong in that. Ma- but. Mango said, "I am not an outcast. I'm a typecast. Thank you. I'm the best." Oh. <laughs> I, I will say, I I I see where you're going, and I'm mm-hmm. um sort of tying in what Orange was saying is like. In the kink world, you both ask people what their names are. I, it's part of my practice to ask pronouns as well, mm-hmm. and also to volunteer my pronouns when I say like, yeah, "Hi, yeah. I'm Mango Sorbet, mm-hmm. she, her." Um, and uh, there are times mm-hmm. when I run into people in the kink community where I'll say like, "What's your name? What are your pronouns?" If you're willing to share, because mm-hmm. I don't want to force someone to out themselves. Right, right. Um, and I'll, it's usually a cis man who'll be like. <laughs> I don't, I don't really use pronouns. Yes, whatever. Whatever. Call whatever, me whatever. Call me whatever. Call me whatever. whatever. Call me and I'm whatever. Like, just call me anything. And that's one of those flags to me that says like, oh, this person is not someone I want to hang out with. Whereas or, in the vanilla world, mm-hmm. it's not, as you were that's saying, right. Orange, it's not really typical to like ask mm-hmm. those things up front. I feel like mm-hmm. 
in the kink world, we want to be so respectful of people's chosen names and identities. I'm sorry, not chosen, uh, lived and real identities. Oh, um, yeah. Chosen names, lived and real identities. Right. But because we want to be respectful of that, I feel like we um, have made it a habit to ask those things. Where in the vanilla world... It's a strong um, assumption. Yeah, it's a I strong mean, assumption. I, I um, have my pronouns listed on my work email signature, but that's not typical. Mm-hmm. And um, or like on Zoom calls, on like Zoom calls, su- I certain have Zoom it calls, as well. I'll be like, "Yeah, here it is." Yeah. Well, I mean, so so just just I mean, I, I know Mango dislikes this word, uh, especially the last time I mentioned it, but the uh, the word obfuscate. Um, I like to I like to blur the I lines. I like the word obfuscate. That's a beautiful word. Did I say I didn't like? Well, it, I, I think I think it was in the context of um, um, negotiations, like obfuscating your intentions or something like that. It was it was a while ago. I believe you, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I like to obfuscate or I like to blur the lines. Let me just say it more more uh, directly because like in my vanilla world, I say hi, my name is such and such, or you can call me Orange for short. And orange is not shorter than my real name. Right. Like, they're actually the same number of characters. Um, but I like to mention it because then somebody's like, hey, would you rather be called such and such or orange? And I was like, ah, whichever you choose. And I was like, I'll just call you orange because it's easier. Which, that that in itself is its, it's, its own form of microaggression. Because I was black literally names, about to but, say, I know what your wallet name is. And someone choosing orange over your wallet name is right. um, maybe a little racist. Well, I mean, it, so, so, so there, there's, there's arguments for microaggressions. However, comma, uh, uh, I get to benefit from it much in the same way that, you know, if it, there's, there's some perks to it. Because people are like, oh, I'm not going to say that name. I'm going to say orange. I was like, okay, cool. So that way, if I'm in public, someone's like, oh, my gosh, orange. Somebody I know purely has... Uh, purely kink they call me orange around a group of vanilla people even my family right uh then they're like oh they're, they're just talking to so to to son so just <laughs> son hey son <laughs> you're like kratos with come, god of war come here boy come here yeah. boy, boy. <laughs> um so are you saying that mm-hmm. orange is a name that has more of a universal yeah. use for you as opposed to somebody like for me? For me, that's not the case. Right. Yeah, which, for me, which, that's not the case. Like, the if case. somebody calls me Denzel in yeah. public, <laughs> everyone's like, oh my gosh, I where? Like, where? Uh, yeah, because I did that monologue like Washington one time. But yeah. that, that's interesting because, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there are other people who are like both of us, all mm-hmm. three of us actually, right. who like, like, no, this is a nickname that persists just in my life normally whereas it might just be like no this is my kink denzel you in the kink world are only denzel correct yes okay so when i go to places like the slosh i will introduce myself as mango or insert wallet name Uh um because Hmm. i um uh i i guess because i am not um so uncomfortable with people knowing in that environment right. mm-hmm. right. but i think at a play party where i didn't know everyone and didn't know that they were from my community i would only do mango See, which, is, which is fair yeah here's here's my um it's kind of a funny dilemma but it's like so many people believe that was like my real name <laughs> like, <laughs> like y'all y'all's names incorporate fruit and a lot of other people right. incorporate like different things that you know oh for my god sure. i didn't realize orange's name incorporated fruit i yes, know right see, see so, color and a fruit mango oh gosh, orange so mango so, so it's basically the denzel and two fruit show exactly so for me it's like a smoothie oh denzel smoothie <laughs> 
<laughs> that does sound. Wait, that's a fetish. <laughs> a Denzel smooth into everything is. about. Um, yeah. So yeah, like it, it. It almost came to a point where it's like everybody knows me as this name, so right. I might as well. Like I don't have an issue if people know my real name because right. like. For me, I already go by two different names in my normal vanilla life. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, the only thing I recognize though is like, for me, I have like visions of like when it comes to like editing and, and like publishing books and stuff. So oh, like, yeah, yeah. to be able to a, a, adapt like a kink persona as Denzel right. and like push out all necessary like publication and stuff totally. with that, like right. that makes sense. But if people want like, there's a couple of people who know my real name, like especially if you, you know, mm-hmm. if the lines between like vanilla and normal right. blur, like, like you right. come to my yoga classes, so <laughs> yeah, or like I go out on a Friday night, like right. I, I go right. out and with somebody public. from the kink, and then right. you know go meet up with like vanilla people. It's like right. you know, hey, 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 by the way, they're um, gonna call me so they're gonna call me this. <laughs> you can go ahead and call me this too for the rest of the night. You know, I don't necessarily yeah. think like for me the divulging of a name is also like a super intimate thing. I know for mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. it is, but like to say like this is who I really am, yeah. It's well, like, there, there's ooh. also, we have to acknowledge, there's like a safety aspect to it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, very much the so. The three of us on this podcast mm-hmm. are saying our kink scene names because mm-hmm. um, there's like, especially, I, I will say I'm a cis woman. I am uh, have a um, platform on the internet where people can see mm-hmm. um, any number of my body parts. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> the risk of putting my real information out there is that... Mm-hmm. Um, People would put me in harm's way. Yeah, you yeah. just don't know people. People would choose to do that. So, well, like, it's it's a nature it's, of our society too. Like, like, like at least in the United States, especially in the South, it's like there's the kind of like that that resemblance or that 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 remain of excessive bigotry and misogyny that's casually there. Um, well, it's a, we may, live maybe not under so a patriarchy. Yeah, well, white supremacist patriarchy. That's so, fair. and like I I know because it happens on a daily basis that men mm-hmm. on the internet. Cis men in particular think that they have a right to my yeah, body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, they yeah. express yep. that. Yeah. They express it to my All face. The time. Com- uh, right. In comments. comments, in messages. Why? Well, so, so, guerrilla activism just coming in, or sorry, guerrilla kinktivism. <laughs> um, <laughs> that cannot be the sound effect for that. No. Nope. Uh, guerrilla kinktivism, uh, the reason why I'm saying that is because like, I, I introduce my, the people I'm dating, I introduce them to my partners. And people's like, oh, you mean your girlfriend? It's like, no, no, this is my partner. And it's like, oh, does that mean you date multiple people? It's like, well, I mean, that's not the conversation we're having. So, like, I purposely like keep Ooh. some some turns vague. I keep it vague enough to where people say, that's not "Does a orange thing, date one person or multiple people, or do they call partners?" But it's like slowly breaking down the misogyny barrier I'm referring to Let, because let's... it's challenging the norm. Because I don't own my partner; I'm a partner with them. Right. Like I'm a partner of them. This that's like this is like a complicated conversation because mm-hmm. in the queer community there was a use the the use of the term partner was ah, um, mm-hmm. like heavily favored and and then as the straights caught on and started (laughs) using it (laughs) um i use partner Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um even though the my nesting partner who i'm married to is a cis man Mm -hmm. um for me it helps acknowledge my both that i see him as you said as a partner in life Mm -hmm. but also um partner in kink and a partner in decision making (laughs) but also it helps me acknowledge my queerness Mm -hmm. Um, so the use of the term partner, um, a lot of queer people, Mm -hmm. um, I I know have some issue with the straights using it. Um, even though they're, in my opinion, it's the right thing to do. It's the, it's the right term. I think 
girlfriend and boyfriend is very juvenile it, it, in my mind. It feels very childish. Yeah. I, I feel like also like mm-hmm. this is a great thing to come to on a future episode. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this about, is a about great ownership? We'll come back or partners, to like partners and okay. definitions. Like, that, that's like that's that, going to yeah. be really juicy. Yeah, we'll juicy. come back to that. I appreciate that. But I, mm-hmm. I will say um, I wanted to bring it back to a point that you said earlier, uh, Mango, which was um, how your separation of these things is a matter of safety. Mm. And that's a thing that I think like, you know, for me as a, as a, a cis man, don't always have to think about, it's not the forefront right. of my right. posting or of my, you know, sharing of things. So to think about how, you know, it is important to have those barriers and those protection methods that are in place because you just don't know other people yeah. mm-hmm. and you're, you're choosing to actively express this, you know, part of you that you love, right. but society has deemed as like, from a man's point of view, like this mm-hmm. desirous object. Right. So to, to create this persona that is not only there for you to engage to as explore. a creative vessel and explore, right. but right. also a means of saying, Protection. this is also my shield and my yes. armor against the shit that I'm going to have to yeah, deal with. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's like having, you know, uh, it's like having a jetpack armor suit. Yes. So you're yeah. like you're <laughs> you're traversing, nice. but you're also like have the Protection. means of protecting yourself. I, yeah. yeah, I really appreciate you saying that. I think that's a big reason why I keep um, <clears throat> my kink and and vanilla life separate. Partially because I have this sort of enormous platform on the internet, and also because mm-hmm. I have. Um, you know, a spicy site. Um, oh my gosh, a place where only fans can with go with nutmeg yeah, and human, uh, yeah. what was it? No, I, was about to say, I was about to say cumin. That's a, that's a <laughs> blood thinner. <laughs> that's a blood thinner. <laughs> that's sorry. That would be real spicy. <laughs> yeah, sorry. My my other job is kicking in. You need to see the blurring of lines between vanilla <laughs> and kink. You just oh never know gosh. when it's gonna happen. But like, I have the name and I have the persona because it's like. Um, mm-hmm. As I said before, I have people all the time on the internet assume they have a right to my body. And a lot of times people will um, see my persona online and decide that um, I have that – that by existing I'm flirting with them. Right, right. And they will reach out saying like, let's meet. Like I want to <laughs> – like you, you clearly are as interested in me as I'm interested in you, which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, oh, man, like – you have seen my persona online. You have seen the activities mm-hmm. I do. You might even pay me for some of the work that I do. Um, that doesn't mean that um, we're on the same page about, like, you know, blurring those lines between kink and vanilla. You can't come into my vanilla world. You can't even really come into my kink world. Yeah, mm-hmm. like... If you're an individual who, you know, subscribes and supports, <clears throat> don't. Don't break the rules. Yeah. yeah. Don't break the rules. It's, that it's mean- not even breaking the rules. They think that I've, they, I think they truly think mm-hmm. that I'm, um, you know, by playing into this fantasy that they're, that I'm, um, they're that projecting I'm interested things on you. in them. Yeah. yeah they're projecting right. the interest. And I'm like, I am very happy to make custom content until <laughs> the day as, you know, until right. the day is done. But, um, it doesn't mean that um 
this is not a pretty what? woman situation. No meetups. But, but, but yeah. even, even then, like, there's there's still the line. Like, there's a very plain line. I don't think enough people talk about or understand. Especially, this is what frustrates me about the vanilla and the kink. This is why, like, I'm all about bringing or importing ideas from the kink world and making it more normalized in the normal world. Yeah. It's just, like, this idea of, like, like entitlement. This idea of, hey, I want this thing from you. It's like, okay, if you want this thing from me, here's how you get those things. If you pay me money, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> tell me what you want. Be specific. And I'll tell you how much it costs, and then boom, we'll do that. It's like no, 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 no. I, I'm entitled. I want it for free. Yeah. I want it for yeah. free. And it's like, well, okay, I can get it elsewhere for free. So why can't I get it from you for right. free? Well, but but it's not even right. about that. It's, it's just like if you if you can't even respect the person's terms on payment terms, then how do you even expect them to 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 respect, respect you? Yeah. Uh, on not paid terms. On it's other like, terms. Yeah, I completely agree yeah. with that. Um, yeah. So I mean, in terms of keeping things separate, <laughs> why do we do that? It's for me at least. It's safety, but it's also like mm-hmm. fun. It is kind of cool to walk around. <laughs> I'm like, like, I have an identity. Double um, life. And like you said earlier, when I talk to my vanilla friends about that identity, mm-hmm. the ones who are interested at right. least, uh-huh. it's kind of like being on a podcast because they are so interested. Oh, they're they like, they're like, wait, tell, tell me. me everything. Like, you did what? You and I'm to, like, what happened to Yeah, and you did I, what with your butt? Exactly. <laughs> Why? I mean, no, I have other holes, orange guy. But I feel like that is stop ignoring my that other holes. Is, that is definitely the thing. Well, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna put stuff in my butt. I, 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 I know, wanna, I've made the joke before. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that in certain, oh, I he was about to in, in, in certain. Well, no, I, I just want to take, mo- take a moment to acknowledge that depending on the context of how the statement that Mango says, "Orange, respect my other holes." <laughs> <laughs> or, or like appreciate my other holes. That could have been like a like a, oh my gosh, that's a moment. But it's also like no, nah, we're doing a podcast. We're being nerds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> orange. Respect my other holes. Respect my other holes. <laughs> um, where, where were we at? We were saying it's fun to yes. have an identity that's yeah. both kinky and then go what? back to the vanilla the world. So life. on the on the clashing part. So so I've I've had an actually interesting reverse clash moment. Um, so there was a partner that I had and we were, we were mid in the engagement and sexy things. And I don't remember when I, I let this person know my real name, but like they were like moaning, uh, sexually. Oh my gosh. Wallet name. Keep going. And I was like, and so it's like, I paused. I was like, how'd you know my name? <laughs> <laughs> which, which, you know, in the context of uh, me being a partner and being, being a sexual person, I had told them my name before. Right. Um, whenever I send texts to people, especially in the kink world that I trust, I send my name along with my C name um, just to say, hey, this is wallet name uh, in parentheses, warm orange. So that way people, because I don't want to be awkward with people's special phone numbers. It's, it's a lot of trust in that in my mind. But the, the fact that we're like in the middle of like impassioned sex and then like, th- like she says my my wallet my government name. name and i'm like whoa wallet oh name. i know i was just about to <laughs> say wallet, wallet name wallet name wallet name oh, wallet name what is going on <laughs> So, we could go on like this. I'm just saying. Denzel so and I are just going to do the rest of the episode moving wallet name. Wallet name. Because <laughs> obviously we know what you're talking about, Orange, but it was very funny. We were like, then she moaned wallet name. <laughs> right. Like, insert wallet name. <laughs> insert insert your wallet name insert in me. Insert wallet name. Oh, my God. Uh, can, I, can I wallet name you? Can, oh. I, can I wallet name you? Wow. Uh, like, um, like, I feel, I feel that. Tangents. The whole phrasing just feels Um. gross and like, 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 but also hilarious as hell. 
So that's really funny. So here's a, here's a, um, a thing I've been encountering as I've been like, Tell me. On, on, the streets are the streets are you know it's springtime streets now. Are the streets are, the streets are warming up. It's, it's the wait, apps wait, wait, are hot. Is it, is it sundress season? Uh, not just yet. Okay. I mean, in North Carolina, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's what, teetering. What sundress are you gonna wear, Orange? Um, I, sorry, sorry. Sundress season is also I call um, it is also um, was was it, uh, no like sundress that. season is also gray sweat pinch, uh, season. For for Brace black folks. season is always. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that. All right, Mango said it. Therefore, that's a that's a. I mean, I'm, I'm wearing I'm wearing black sweatpants because because like I, I know we're going. To I almost wore some today. I, I love a gray sweatpant. <laughs> Look, um, and, and just just wait, for context, Denzel, what were you saying? Um, wait, wait, I was gonna give people context on the gray sweatpants. People just know what gray sweatpants. Oh, if you don't know, just okay. look up hashtag Ick, the prank. If you know, you know. Yeah, just look up hashtag the prank. That be happening to me at the gym sometimes. <laughs> I wear some tight shorts, uh, and I. So what gym do you go to? <laughs> I'm just, um, just asking for a friend for uh, myself. Uh, uh. I'm asking for myself. No, so here's the deal, like. You know, in, in the king scene, I have no issue. Right. But then when I'm in the vanilla scene, I'm like, damn, I just got like my balls all tied it's up out here. It's because of oh, the yeah. shame yeah, yeah, inherent yeah. outside of exactly. the Exactly. And it's like, it mm-hmm. feels so normal for right. me to be like yeah. this in certain spheres, but right. then in another sphere, it's different. But here's what I was um going to ask. Mm-hmm. For individuals who are kinky and date, mm-hmm. when do you- Immediately. When do you ask the person that you're dating- or bring the topic mm. of kink. They know before to we go on the date. So, so you're you're like you know it's going in. It's the same in. thing with polyamory for me. Uh-huh. You, they have to know those things before we go out. Uh huh. Um, I mean, partially be, because yeah. that's fair. They because I have other partners who hurt me, not harm <laughs> me, but hurt me. Mm-hmm. And if I come to a date and they and things get sexy and they see like marks on me, uh-huh. I don't want them freaking out. Like, mm-hmm. What's going on with you? Like? But I also want them to know. If I'm going on a date with someone, kink knowledge of my of, of the fact that I'm kinky is baseline knowledge. Right, right. No, I'm yeah, not sure. going to give them all of my kinks immediately, yeah. and I'm not going to um, negotiate with them quite yet. Mm-hmm. But they have to know mm-hmm. um, that that's a big part of my life. That would be like not telling them I had other partners, which I think is unethical. Oh, that's right. No, for sure. Um, Yeah. Although you say that, but a lot of poly people are like, oh, yeah, like third or fourth date, I'll tell them I'm poly. I'm like, what? Third or fourth. Yeah. That's that's a little much. I know. That's insane. I say by second date max. No, they have to know before you go out with them because what they need to be able to make an informed choice about whether they're going out with a poly person. Well, I think for me, it depends on what the date consists of. Like if it's like a first time. Fair enough. Yeah. So like if the first time we just meet and it's just like a casual thing, but then second time, if it's like we're we're getting into the nitty gritty of like now we're talking like Mm. dating and connections, but anything past date two, that's a really slippery slope. Yeah, you're going well, down. At fast. that point, it's not so ethical, non-monogamy. Yeah, right. But but so uh, just to answer that same question, um, my response to that was going to be, um, yeah, immediately is an answer. But also, I, the challenging thing about it is like if if you're like hanging out for the, okay, let, let me just say it this way: there, there's there's a really good friend that I have, and um, yesterday, um, which at the time of this, you guys are hearing this, it's probably definitely yesterday. The Although, day of today I, is. Actually, <laughs> Actually, sorry, let me be more specific. We record the episodes the day before they come out. There. Boom. <laughs> the lies I tell. The lies I tell. <laughs> but that said, um, but, but me and this person, we went out as like a friend hangout thing to do um, um, an activity that was unconventional for me. So for me, I've never done this activity. I was like, all right, 
somebody else paid for it and I got to do it and I got to invite somebody, so I did. What so was I invited the activity? this. Um, Can you um, say? I don't want to be too. Well, okay, okay. So she's probably listening to the podcast. So, was so it whatever. Ziplining? No, no. It, it was painting. It was pottery painting. It was pottery oh, painting. Fun. Shit, that's cute. That's so, so, but, but, like, 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 like so it in my mind, you had the pottery painting. <laughs> no, it did not get I mean, the pottery painting. Okay. Let me, let me, let me be more specific. Spin so, me so yeah, I, I always advocate for people right, to, right, for people right. to, you know, have sex with their friends or date their friends. Um, so, so like, I'm always open to the ideas, you know, just casually open to the idea. So I was like, all right, I want to hang out with this person. I want to see if like she's actually into board games, so I can invite her to board games thing so we can hang out because she's a cool person. But also, if this does go like a date direction, that'd be great too. Um, but that goes a long way to say that during that moment, we're both in the kinks and we're both kink-minded. Um, the reason why I'm bringing up this entire scenario to begin with is because while we're at the pottery place, I'm very like, you know, gung-ho, you know, <clears throat> gorilla kinkery. But also gotta stop. But also in public in public spaces, I'm also like gung-ho, like make sure your phone is on the lowest of brightness so nobody can see over shoulders, make sure that your conversation is appropriate when people are around and stuff like that. And there there was like families around. So this person uh, was talking to one of the attendants there. And the attendant was kind of a douche bro, uh, to be honest. A Kenny. Uh, okay. Definitely a Kenny. And and was kind of like, oh, you should do this and this, that, and the other. And then, and then like, the, the guy was like, oh, just like, oh, you're going to do that with that painting? He was like, what are you, a, what are you, a sadist? And, 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 then, and, then, and then she said, well, actually, yeah. I was like, oh, no, what are you doing? Stop oh it. No, God. no, we don't need this vanilla person to know. Ah. But, but, but like, like, that kind of thing wasn't latched onto. So that goes a long way to say, like, I think within first hangouts, within first moments, things like that can happen to where you can, like, throw little feelers and hints and probes out. So you don't no, necessarily have to no say... No, hints. No hints in my world. I'm sorry. Well, no, but to, to, to be more specific, like, like I'm talking about friend hangouts. Now, if we're talking about dating, I feel like dating, you should have talked about this already. Yeah, but, it's in my profile. So if you, if you swipe on me... Right, right, yeah. You know what's up with the what's up. Yeah, like, it okay. says okay. It says kinky and poly in the same sentence. And, and, and just can't for, skip over it. Just for context, just to round out yeah. that thought, with that person i'm not saying that we were dating but i'm saying that like <laughs> like little yeah. little moments and feels like that can be thrown out during the friend phase of things to where the person reacts negatively you're right or the person leans away or says oh no i'm a christian <laughs> and then it's like well guess we're not gonna happen so. you're right you're right especially even if you're just trying to invite your mm-hmm. vanilla friends to a kink thing like right. i invited like a vanilla mm-hmm. friend of mine who's like hey oh. i know you've right i know you have heard me talk about these things and you've expressed interest in wanting to come. Yeah. So right. why don't you just show up with me one time yeah, see how and, it is. and see said, how it is. That being said, if, if I have a vanilla friend and they're not down with kink okay. to the point where I feel like I can't talk about around them, it means that I feel that oh. they're shaming me. Oh, I see. Ooh, and I, see. I yeah. am probably not going to be close friends or friends at all with someone who right. isn't um, like – doesn't celebrate all of me and right, right. is a part of my life I, that needs to be celebrated because well, I mean to be it's great to, to hijack yeah. your scenario completely um, <laughs> just call, call no. the, can't I'm, be Batman without the cow I'm, I'm calling I'm calling a heart a heart um, um, yeah with my parents like I tell my parents it's like yeah I do photography with people who do adult work and mm-hmm. like my parents have like been like okay whatever you know Orange does that they don't call me Orange but uh, yeah. Orange does that <laughs> so, so, so so then like over time I was like well you know I'm, I'm part Wallet of a name. I'm part of a sex work activist group which which was true I was a part of a sex work activist group and then I talked about the leadership stuff actually had a leadership conversation with my stepfather because I love having the conversation with my stepfather about leadership and the nuances and how to be a group leader and stuff like that. My stepfather was in the military and he did really well uh, for 20 years, 22 years. Anyway, details aside, um, what I'm trying to say is that like over time, I'm slowly alchemizing my parents to the concept of me being the king. my family is aware that I do photography with people who are not, uh, you know, who do sex things. I've I told them that I've recorded a porn before and like these things are not 
day one, I'm telling them these things. It's more like over time, yeah, just kind of parents and friends are. A little well, no, parents, yeah. friends, family, and and like to the point At to where it's extended family knows. All of our parents are probably boomers, and boomers are a very special. Uh, no, my I'd still consider my parents What's like boomers? It's early 60s? state, like What's 60s? Gen X, maybe. Okay, maybe. my parents I are would... boomers, and they're still mm-hmm. um, acclimating to the polyamory. <laughs> they're they're like liberal Jewish parents, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. still acclimate, acclimating to the polyamory. Well, I mean, but, but, I tell but my parents, you, you, oh. you got two checks right there. You got liberal and Jewish. Like that, those two <laughs> right there are checks in the positive direction. But I also I, like, what that's what I'm saying is like I have checks in the positive direction, and there's I'm still uh, not gonna like. Um, it was like saying, I'm going to put stuff in my butt tomorrow, mom. Yeah. Like <laughs> my parents were really open about sex and sexuality growing up. Fair. That doesn't mean that, um, that they're going to be chill about, you know, like the, right, right. the separation the things... there is so that I can maintain a sort of normal relationship with my parents. Yeah. Which is like, fair. I, yeah. I tell my parents, you know, I do my erotic poetry stuff and nice. they're yeah. like, oh, you got your Monday night thing, don't you? I'm like, oh, yeah, I got my Monday my night Monday thing. Night. <laughs> they don't want to know. My parents, I, they yeah. tell me, they're like, yeah, we don't want to hear the details of mm-hmm. whatever you got going on. I'm like, that's fair. Like, this is, again, another example yeah. of having, mm-hmm. you know, necessary parameters. It's like, you're, all of our relationships are going to benefit right. if, we have these set limitations and I think yeah, yeah. every every relationship that you have will be different mm-hmm. because you're going to have a different level of comfort. Like you're saying, you'll right. have some friends who's like, you know, your kinky friends, you can talk right, about right, almost right. all the kinky stuff you want to with yeah. right. your vanilla friends who are aware of your life and embrace and, you know, support that right. you'll, you'll engage them. And then you've got like your coworkers and mm-hmm. your acquaintances and all oh, those yeah, other yeah, people yeah. who professional, you get yeah. to walk around yeah. again with the big ass secret of, and like y'all you said, don't you know. can, you right. can pick a coworker or two, but you, have you to can be really, you really do. Really mm-hmm. careful. Like I told one of my coworkers about the podcast and she was really excited for me. She also oh, no. knows that I'm like, we've been friends since college. So okay. like mm-hmm. I've, she's excited for me. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It's super sweet, but it's also you, um, uh, you just could pick those carefully. I do want to, you know, like we've got about 12 minutes left and I do want to sort of hop on to a really important challenge of separating kink and vanilla life, which is like, the, the medical sphere of things. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty specific. Yeah. And like I uh, – so disclaimer, I, I work in public health in my day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And I used to work for a, a well-known organization. Um, and I did a lot of writing for them. And uh, I had a friend reach out to me and say like, crap, crap, crap. I have a doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. But I'm covered in bruises and mm. they're going to call the police. And um, I looked into this because they believed that in North Carolina, um, BDSM was automatically considered right. abuse. And right. that's not the that's case not in North mm-hmm. Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That being said, if you have bruises and you go to the doctor and you don't know how to advocate for yourself, you don't know yeah. how to explain yeah. Like, I'm in a consensual relationship. I know how to take care of my body. I know what my limits are. And my partner is not interested in harming me. Mm-hmm. These bruises were consensual. If you have, uh, if you're not able to do that, mm-hmm. um, then your doctor might have some questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, Which is uh, scary. Because, right. again, from their point of view, you have to imagine what it's like if you are a vanilla doctor right. and well, you're a new patient coming in. Yeah. Like, yes, 
you're you're naturally going to respond based on your training. And if you don't have a level of sensitivity and understanding right. to something like kink or impact and that thing is natural, then mm-hmm. you are, your, your first reaction is going to be visceral and say like, oh my right. God, we got to get the boys what? over here right. now. And you're like, please, no, so, no. So, so there's that. Plus they also might be a mandatory report for different, right. depending on the situation. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there, there is, there is that factor. I, I will say like, uh, for me, there's a little more fear of that happening with a physician, whereas a therapist, um, because the whole relationship is about talking. Right. Rather than – the relationship with a physician should also be about talking, but it's so often not. But with a therapist, um, at least you can explain your relationships. Right, right. And um, I think the thing to consider also is that – if you are somebody who's like looking for these kind of kink friendly or kink sensitive um, professionals, ask your network. Right. You know, your network is usually a good place to start as a, you might be able to get some stuff from like the Internet, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like you're better off well, reaching out to are, somebody. Um, at least in in this in my local <clears throat> circles, there are um, kink uh, and poly aware therapist networks right. that you can email and say like I'm looking for a new mm-hmm. therapist um, or have a therapist email for, on your behalf. Right, right. Um, so there are net, as you said actual formal networks that you can reach out to which is um, well, I, for therapy really yeah. great. One, one of the things I was going to bring up too just to add in this note to give an update for Dindel and Mango but also to tell people from episode 5 um, so, I, so I am finally off of uh, the prep medication, but there's there's a story behind that with the medical advocacy going specifically mm-hmm. to that, because um, I basically explained in very generic, relatively generic terms that none of the partners that I have have um, HIV, so I don't need to be on this medicine. And the doctor <clears throat> was originally kind of like, "Are you sure?" Is like, "Well, you can you can also get the Gardasil." For those who didn't listen to episode five, which it was oh, about sorry. sexual yeah. health. Mm-hmm. Um, Orange was under the impression that PrEP mm-hmm. was a drug that would prevent him from um, mm-hmm. contracting HPV. Right, which and I bad. clarified to him the best way to prevent HPV contracting and spreading is by getting an HPV vaccine. Mm-hmm. So Orange had a misconception. Yeah. And he clarified this with his – it sounds like you clarified this with your doctor. Yes, I did. But mm-hmm. th- there's there's a very important conversation about advocacy because the doctor was originally under the impression or feigned the impression that I was – I wanted to get off of PrEP because I, was, I wanted to get the, the shot for HPV, which is a Gardasil or whatever they call it in the U.S., um, well, Gardasil is a brand. Is is yeah. the the generic the, name? Yeah. Okay. So 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 after the doctor kind of got over that, um, I I made sure to go back in very debate terms because I like to debate a lot. So I, I very much picked on the nuance as soon as she said it, um, and then I said, well, I just want to make sure that you know in the future when and when I do decide to go back on prep, if I decide to go back on prep, it's an easier process. But for right now, I just want to be clear that I don't want to be back on it. And then she was like, oh, okay. So I just kind of quietly gave me a uh, prescription for the uh, HPV one. And then as I was walking out, um, the other people who were there who helped do the treatments and stuff, like, you know, the blood drawing and stuff, um, they said, oh, yeah, so, so we're going to send you the stuff and, and stuff. So, so, you know, I just kind of tuned it out because I'm like, all right, the doctor knows that I don't want it, but right. they don't know yet, so she's going to tell them. And then the next day, I get a call from the pharmacy saying, hello, Mr. Orange, uh, so we have a, we have a prescription well, here for well, you man. for this? <sighs> to, to which... Well, to which <laughs> 
To which I respond, no, I thought we talked about canceling it, so please send it back. And, you know, I let the pharmacist handle that part. Right. But the advocacy part is important because, like, that's a very pressure situation right there. I, I'm going to say, too, like, mm-hmm. your situation, this is not meant to disrespect you, is mm-hmm. easy. Well, no. no. It's well, easy well, to say, uh, I uh, don't uh, want to be on this drug anymore. And I, that's all you right. have to but, say. But, but, right. but, 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 no, 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 but just, like, I have to advocate for okay. um, STI tests mm-hmm. and... Most places don't want to give them to you, especially certain ones, unless you have symptoms. And I had to literally say to my, Mm -hmm. my uh, primary, like, I am a slutty mix slut slut. You need to give me, (laughs) you need to give me, Mm -hmm. um, STI tests on demand. And she was, she was wonderful. My, my primary is wonderful. She said, great. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't even have to come see me. Just call the office. You can go straight to phlebotomy, which is where they do blood draws. Blood Mm -hmm. draws. Um, and, but I had to. I, and, and like, there's other things I've had to advocate for, which I still get pushed back on. Like, right, I refuse right. to be weighed at my doctor's office. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, for our listeners, mm-hmm. you can refuse to be weighed. Yes, you can. A doctor does not need to know your weight. That's correct. Unless you come to them with relevant questions about weight. Right, exactly. Um, but, like, for people um, who are, uh, who are uh, slutty... For people who have uh, bruises, or, for people, or, or just concerns, you know, just just the advocacy you have to do for yourself. The active advocacy mm-hmm. is hard, so I, I agree with you that you have to like, like, yeah. Um, it's, it's sometimes easier by saying like, I no longer want to be on this drug, but sometimes right. it's really hard right. saying like, I want to be tested for this. And for a lot of black women, especially oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the refusal rate on tests is a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I saw a great post a while ago. This is just me giving hot tips out, especially <laughs> for um, black women that the tip said if a doctor refuses to test you for something mm. you should say to your doctor i would like it recorded yes, yes, on my should. chart mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that i asked for this yep. and that you refused it yep. mm-hmm. and an explanation why you refused it yep um so just hot tips for mm-hmm. any of our listeners paperwork that, documentation yeah documentation have them document have that. them so so one, one counter argument can be made so so like like while while i'm having this conversation though there was like a five minute period where the doctor had to go get other stuff with the story i was talking about before there was like a five minute period to where like i was just looking up how much does the prep vaccine cost and by the united states government prep is not a vaccine prep drug oh sorry prep drug correct the prep drug how much does it cost and by mandate of the united states um your one step number one your um, medical insurance has to pay for it they have to pay they they cannot choose to give make you do a copay they have to pay for it um, and step two, uh, I think it's about 21,000 uh, a year for the medications. And you're taking that medicine. Um, all, you know. all medical costs are arbitrary, to be clear. But, yeah, oh it's crazy. Right. But, 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 so, 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 so that, that means that the doctor story. was yeah. very reluctant because, like, that's a paycheck that, that they're losing yeah. by filling out a subscription, to which I say, I don't care. I don't right. want it. You're not ruining my kidneys. So, yeah, at <laughs> so, the end of the day, yeah. like, the, the courage. I just, I, before you go on. Prep is not necessary for our listeners. Prep is not necessarily going to ruin your kidneys. For some people, there is a, well, an it, effect. It, I just it, wanted so, to be clear. It, so. it, it, was, it was noticeable. <laughs> I don't I want to give anyone incorrect medical information That's and fair. say okay. like That's this good. will yeah. always happen to you if you do X. That's not the case. You should talk to your doctor about what's best for your body. Denzel, right. continue. Um, 
So I'm sorry. Well, no, it's important. It's important to clarify. Because, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and what else is important is um the notion that I feel like we've come to a conclusion that maybe there is less of a separation between these two aspects of our life, the vanilla life and the mm-hmm. kink life, and maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, from the beginning of the conversation, it sounded like being able to de-shame mm. and destigmatize a lot of the things that make us sexual beings mm-hmm. should, or yeah, or kinky beings should be implemented into our normal life in order to kind of if you can, if it, you can, honestly, if it's you can not safely, safe for yeah. me right. in most situations. Um, but I, I think, would like to be, it would be ideal if I could. I think more so the understanding of what it means. Like, you know how we all have gotten sensitivity and understanding of like right. interpersonalities yeah, and all yeah, these yeah. other things. Right. Like the, the level of respect we bring from kink into vanilla. Like I just mm-hmm. can imagine what kind of society would be like if we were able to yeah, I agree. have that full respect without having to, again, what if, what if. Bruce Wayne was just able to <laughs> walk down the streets of Gotham with the cow yeah. and say, yeah, <laughs> I I'm mean, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I'm kinky. I'm Insert a, wallet name. Look, look, I'm going to be honest with you with a very late hot take. Like, I would trust uh, a, a kinkster with with, uh, with whip marks and in a gimp suit to help me with a crisis situation over an evangelical watching out of church. Yep. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, like, I, that, that's would, not really that's a, not hard a hot one. take. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That is a... I think you're absolutely right. I think that's a warm take. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tepid take. <laughs> okay, so let's yeah, let's close us out. We're we're wrapping things up here. Things up. Thank you all for sticking out again. This is episode ten, double digits. Uh, we have a lot of cool things in store for y'all uh, as we're slowly wrapping up season one. But stay tuned because we're gonna be back. And you can find us on. Taking in the scene podcast on Instagram. Yep. Mm-hmm. Taking in the scene on FET and yep. taking in the scene podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Do write in, especially if you're a sexy math teacher or anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Orange. <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, it goes to say that we really appreciate y'all's support. Yes. You know. Yeah, yeah. We want to be, we, we want to interact. That's, yeah, that's so our goal. Please send us stuff yeah. so we can like do funny stuff yeah. and talk about you. Okay. Denzel, um, you want to take us out? Yeah. It better be something having to do with Walt name, I'm just saying. Okay. Wait, wait. Ice cream flavors. Oh, my God. Oh, our ice cream oh, flavors. My I ice cream flavor is orange sherbet because I'm just going to be course. simple. Uh-huh. Actually, <clears throat> my favorite ice cream is actually cherry uh, cherry vanilla ice cream by, by Breyers. I love that. Mm. But also, I'll go with orange sherbet for my kink flavor. Okay. I'm going... Um, Depends on how I feel, but usually I'm going to have like cinnamon and caramel in there. Any toppings? Any toppings? Mm. Chocolate chips, sprinkles? I might have like crushed Oreos or cookie dough. Or if it's a cookout milkshake, caramel cheesecake. I'm getting that later. Caramel cheesecake. (laughs) Okay. Well, I feel like mine has got to be mango sorbet (laughs) because if it's anything else, that's like sacrilege. But I... But honestly, like, I love mm-hmm. a dark chocolate with, like, mint, mm-hmm. like, hefty mint, cho- like, chunks, mint mm-hmm. chocolate chips. Kind mint of. Mm-hmm. chocolate chunk. There you go. Yeah, like, big, he- like, not chocolate shavings. Mm-hmm. I want chunks. Just, just 
just pieces. Like I want to chew my ice cream. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Mango's like, I would like ice cream in my chocolate mint bar. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want. I okay, look. Okay, I've t- I've taken us over. Denzel, take us out. Um I feel like I, we should just moan wallet name. Okay, let's let's all do it. Wallet, wallet name. name. Wallet, wallet name. name. Oh, wallet, wallet name. name.